everybody, Coach Allie here with the Powerhouse Podcast, bringing you episode 168, Awkward Public Appearance Etiquette 101. Super excited to talk about this topic today. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraska's and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches Ali Swanson Mancuso and Megan Swanson Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond, and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our powerhouse club, join the fastest growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Hello, everybody. This is Coach Allie with the Powerhouse Podcast, bringing you episode 168 today. We are going to talk about public appearance etiquette for pageant women. Now, I know we have been getting a lot of requests for this. I honestly don't know if this is because you guys don't know this information or if you want us to talk about it because you're seeing a lot of people fail at this. So either way, I'm excited to bring some tips and tricks and really some authenticity to this topic. So let's get into it. I have a couple points for you guys here today, as I always do. I always have some form of an outline and try and stick to that. But there's a lot that I could say about appearances. The number one thing is don't be an idiot and communicate effectively. (laughs) Like that sounds so, so, so simple and something that we all should know, but people get weird when it comes to pageant appearances. And I honestly don't know why. If you were going to something like an event with your girlfriends or something, and you were kind of an upscale casual, or you were dressed up and you were meeting people and you were doing something like you're volunteering for an organization, most of the time you wouldn't be weird. You wouldn't feel weird because eyes aren't on you. You're not representing an organization. Now, when we are now in our crown and sashes and we're representing something bigger, people just get weird. And so I want to talk a little bit about why and go through a couple do's and don'ts where if you are a new pageant competitor and maybe this is your first crown and sash that you've ever had and your director is like, hey, go in the community and serve and do things. And you're like, I feel awkward. I don't know what I'm doing. This podcast is for you today. Or if you've been a title holder for a minute and you don't know appearance etiquette, also please listen to this podcast because then we will create more normal pageant women going out in the community and really carrying the mantle of pageant women, strong pageant women, normal pageant women, um, socially normal pageant women into the community. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Number one, first point prior to the appearance, prior to the appearance, everybody say it with me prior to the appearance. Yes. Thank you. Prior to the appearance, ask for all of the details and communicate effectively. What do I mean by this? Where is it? When is it? What are you doing at this event? What do you wear? Including shoes, responsibilities, and duties for you. What do they have you actually doing? Are we managing those expectations? Am I aware of what I'm doing? Is the event aware of what I'm doing? Who's my person of contact? 
Um, is this inside? Is this outside? Who is attending? It's really important to know that question. Is it kids? Is it adults? Is it the elderly? Who's attending this event? That would impact me and my role. What social media accounts do they want me to promote as the title holder? Is this a paid opportunity, a volunteer opportunity? And most of all, is this a good fit with my brand and the pageant's brand that I am representing. So there's a lot there that I could unpack. Re-listen to the, that list a bunch. If you need to make that um, in text format, write it out. I encourage everybody to listen to that multiple times. And please, please, please ask those questions. There have been so many, so many, um, so many examples of pageant women showing up wrong place, wrong time, feeling awkward, they're not dressed appropriately. They don't know their point of contact. They're not being responsible adults when they're showing up somewhere. And as a result, the pageant that you're representing, the organization that you're representing gets a bad rep because you are unorganized. Now, I know that that number one point is like kind of a punch to the face to a lot of you listening. And I don't mean it to be, but please hear this from the kindness of my heart. I want you to be respected. I want you to be uh, an influence in your community and have a positive influence. But when you are not doing your due diligence, which you have total control of all of these things, when you're not doing your due diligence to communicate effectively and ask these things before the appearance, again, prior to the appearance, which means before you show up, not five minutes before, 10 minutes before, like days before, weeks before you are communicating these things and this being communicated back to you. If you're like, Allie, well, I sent an email and no one got back to me. I'm, I'm on one today, guys. Not on one, but I'm just, I love this topic and I love that I get to talk about this topic this week because nothing is worse than being in an appearance and someone is socially awkward and you're like, can you just relax? Like, can you just be a normal human being for me, please? Especially being like a business owner. And if I was in that situation, I hired somebody like a pageant queen to come into my organization and do something, right? I would want you to be normal. I would want you to be a normal human being. And that's why I'm passionate about this. So you can control all of those things. If you're like, Ali, you know, they didn't, they didn't get back to me. Send a follow-up email, pick up the phone and call them, text them, find them on Facebook and message them, find them on Instagram and DM them. And at the end of the day, if someone is not responding back to you, don't go to the event because if you basically have a writer, so to speak, and musician talk, but here are the things that you need from them in order for them to book you, whether it's volunteer or paid. We talked about this in the podcast earlier of like how to make money as a title holder and uh, how to make money at your platform. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. It was a great podcast. Me and Megan both did. And we also talked about it in the powerhouse club. If you guys are in that, go back and listen to that extensive training. We give you those templates and all that, but you have control over these questions. And if an organization or an event is not going to get back to you with these very, very basic questions, then maybe you shouldn't go and you're going to have an uncomfortable time if you show up. Not maybe, but probably not because I've been there and I've thought that something was going to turn out a certain way and not ask these questions. And it was a horrific experience. Same thing with Megan. Please learn from our mistakes and you have a right to know these things. Um, if you are going to an appearance, okay, it's really just setting yourself up for success. And that's why I'm honing in so much on this first point and why it's like, like just a punch to the face or it could feel that way because, um, 
it's really, really, really important. Girls just want to be respected all the time, right? As a female in general, as a person in general, people just want to be respected. You want to be treated as an adult if maybe you're a teen or a young adult listening to this and you want to have clout, you want to have influence, well, carry yourself with poise and carry yourself with confidence. But communication is a huge piece of that. If I'm booking you for an event and I'm the event director or head of an organization and you're like, here's what I need to know. I'm like, oh, this chick means business. And she's not just like going to show up in a crown and sash and wave and kiss babies and whatever. If that's what they want you to do, great. But you can have a business sense about it to know the details and still act professionally so you can represent your organization well. Okay. That's point one. So ask those things again, say it with me prior to the appearance. Yay. I'm not talking like you. I'm not talking at you like you're a fifth grader, but some people need that. So that's point one. Number two, proper appearance attire. Now, if there's one point of that first section where you're like, well, when I ask that question, sometimes I get really weird feedback. Like they don't know what I'm talking about, or they just say like professional. And I don't know how to take that. The main reason why you're asking that question is number one for your shoes, because if it's outside, for instance, if you are going to a fair, like a County fair, and you show up in a stiletto heel, your heel is going to go into the dirt, into the grass, and you're going to be walking with your heels dug in the entire time. You're, you're probably going to twist an ankle. Your feet are going to be all muddy and it's not going to be a good experience. If you didn't know that that event was outside now, kind of use your brain a little bit. If it's a fair, a County fair is probably going to be outside or like a state fair or something. Um, probably going to be outside, but again, it's always good to just ask the question. And if you are assuming that the event is inside outside in the verbiage of that first question, you can say, Hey, just want to double check, but this event is outside da, 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 da. it's at this address this location which those two things are really good to check in as well because they're not always the same thing like google maps and apple maps you might have a location of something but in the address it's not the same title so it's also a really good thing to check but proper appearance attire an evening gown to a gala is not the same thing as interview business casual cocktail right i'm showing up in a cocktail dress or a tailored nice pantsuit that is that is another level above like jeans and a blouse, right? I can still look really put together in black pants, jeans, and a blouse, like business casual, but I want to be stylish. I want to be purposeful. I want it to make sense for the event that I am at. Okay. And if you don't ask those questions and you show up in a totally wrong outfit for the scene and the scenario that you are a part of, not only are you going to feel uncomfortable, but you're going to make the people around you also think like, who the heck is this chick? And she missed the memo and she's showing up in an evening gown when she could have worn jeans and she thinks she's all that. You don't, you don't want to put yourself in a situation, to even feel those things. And I promise you communicating before you get there answers 99.99% of the questions and it prevents these awkward moments from happening. Okay. Then it's just you facilitating the role and responsibilities that you were supposed to do. And that's the lane that we want you to be in. So heels, no heels, cocktail dress versus cute jumpsuit, jeans versus your evening gown, cute wedges or sneakers, cute sneakers versus stilettos. Like it's really, really important to know the scene of the event and the vibe of the appearance, the, the logistics of the appearance. Maybe you need to bring two pairs of shoes because part of it's outside and part of it's inside. And I've done that before. Same outfit, two different pairs of shoes still work style-wise. And the person running the event, when I did that, I did that several times, but this specific example, I think I was at a boys and girls club 
and I was working inside and outside with them because we were doing like this big event and we had some outdoor events, indoor events, whatever. And I brought a change of shoes to come inside because outside we were in sneakers. It rained the day before and I knew they were going to get a little bit muddy. And the event coordinator was like, wow, I never would have thought to do that. That was a really good idea. I'm like, thanks. I'm like, it's basically because of you too. Cause I knew we were going to be indoor outdoor because I asked that question. So you can too. It's not just me. It is you. Okay. Three is bring necessity necessity. Well, that works too. bring necessary materials to do the job you were hired to do. I say hired. Some of these are volunteer again, go listen back to that other podcast. If you, um, want that framework for how to book yourself, but for the sake of this, I'm going to say hired to do bring the materials necessary. It's not acceptable. If someone's going to have you at an appearance and you're like, Oh, I forgot my crown and sash. Oh, like I just like forgot my autograph cards. Like, and I'm using my stupid Valley voice, because that's what pops into my head when people are idiots like this. And, um, I know I'm coming in hot for you guys here today, but I know you can handle it because our list listeners are boss women who really want this feedback and don't want to be awkward at appearances. So I want this to be helpful for you. So autograph cards, Sharpies, don't just assume that someone there's going to have a pen or a, a marker, a Sharpie, um, different handouts. If you are doing that at your event. If you are working a table and you need to bring stuff, your phone for taking photos or someone else's phone, if they're with you, bringing somebody else, maybe with you to the event, thinking through, I know it's not a material, it's a person, but it's something to think about your crown and sash audio tracks, sending those in advance or having them on a flash drive or some way that they can play the music. If you're singing or dancing, you're dancing materials. If you're dancing, you're obviously not going to dance in an evening gown or a cocktail dress. You have to change into something, your shoes, your hair stuff, all of that extra shoes for running around heels for a photo. If you want to change and you're wearing different shoes for the event, um, change of clothes. If you don't want to wear your cocktail dress in your car for the hour drive or however long it is to the event, just think through logistically from start to finish when it comes to events. And a lot of times girls just fly by the seat of their pants and it's really unprofessional. And if you guys are in the normal world, right? If you're a paid public speaker or you have to lead a meeting or something like that, flying by, by the seat of your pants does not fly in real life. If I'm specifically talking to girls who are in their teens, if they're un, in college age or under, and even if you're above that and this still applies to you, then, then listen in. But that principle does not fly in the real world. Like if you're late to a meeting, if you're people just disrespect you, if you forgot something, yes, there's extraneous cir- circumstances, obviously, but be organized, communicate, be professional as much as you can. And there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve for teens and miss that, you know, you haven't experienced this a lot. You don't have a lot of life experience. The more you do it, the more you get yourself, um, in these situations where you're communicating, you're forcing yourself to flex that muscle, the easier it's going to be. And the more you're going to have those aha moments of like, wow, this person actually respects me. And that's the reason why they loved me at this appearance and want to book me again next year. Or I'm leaving a great impression for the girl who takes the title after me to also do this appearance because I didn't, I didn't burn that bridge, right? Being professional is so important. So important, regardless of the age that you are. And obviously act your age, if you were like 10 years old and your mom's listening to this, I'm not saying you have to act like a 30 year old woman. That's not what I'm saying, but everybody can be professional within their own lane and not just flying by the seat of their pants, unorganized, not socially aware, 
We don't want those type of people. Okay. Four, say thank you and be welcoming to those that are hosting you at the event. Maybe you show up and you're completely on your own. Maybe there's an event coordinator. You want to find the person that you've been communicating with. And that's something that's a question that you want to ask in point one here is who's my day of contact. Maybe you're communicating with the head of the organization or something, and it's different than the person you're going to be working with or talking to or meeting with the day of. You need to have both of those contacts so you can text the person, et cetera. That's really, really good to know, but be nice to them. Be kind, be warm. Even if you're having a bad day, even if you were running like a little bit late, you had to speed do your hair and makeup. That person doesn't know that and hundred percent be on time. Yes. Be early, be early, be early because you're probably going to have a struggle finding the place. It's probably a weird entrance. You're going to have to track down the contact and it's going to take a couple minutes. So don't show up there right at two o'clock. If your call time is two o'clock, you're supposed to be starting at two show up there 15 minutes early, get um, start texting the person and call them when you get there and, and don't be late, but really, really important to just be a good human being, be kind, be thankful, be gracious. And it's sad that I even have to put this in here as a point because some people aren't, but if someone was looking at you from afar, like a lot of people do, you have a sparkly hat and a sash. So crown and sash on. They don't know what you, they don't know who you are, what you're representing. All they see, you're a princess, you're a queen, right? So eyes are going to be on you as soon as you have that attire on. Be mindful of your face. Be mindful of your body language. Be mindful of the words that are coming out of your mouth. If you're cussing like a sailor left and right, and this little girl sees you, she might be thrown off, be like, wow, that's like not what I thought. Or even the, the event coordinator or whoever. Be mindful of what you're saying how you're carrying yourself. That's part of good appearance etiquette, being mindful and aware of your surroundings, emotionally aware of who's around you, what you're saying and being on until the moment you get in your car, you can take off your crown and sash, take a breath, and then not like be back to yourself, but just, you can kind of let the professional wall down a little bit when you're on and you're at an event, you are working, so to speak. You're professional, you're gracious, you're kind. You are a brand ambassador in that moment and do not take that lightly. Don't just start talking to your friend on the phone, whatever, when you have your crown and sash because you're representing the pageant and the organization. And think about if you were the national title holder doing that, how you would act. And that's a really good framework to prepare you for that specific event. Number five is post event. So after the event, tag the appropriate people and accounts. Don't wait like a month to post that you were at the event. If that's part of your writer. So what you promised you would do by showing up there, um, make sure you follow through quickly. Like you take those photos on your downtime of the event, you can edit them or the other person that's with you can help you edit them, have a caption ready even before you show up, but post about the event. If you say you're going to post about the event, post about the event. Even if you're showing up and it's not really an organized thing. Like you just show up and and do something and you want to promote the event, post about it quickly. Nothing is worse than if someone is like, Oh, three weeks ago I did this and yay, shout out to the, whatever it's, it's not relevant anymore. And if you posted about it within that 48 hour window, people who went to the event or missed the event and would have gone. And when the organization reposts it, we'll see it and it'll have more traffic on social media and just be better for all parties. Six, I've been saying this, this is our final point, but I've been saying this throughout kind of this whole video. You are representing pageant women across America. When you go into the community, carry that message. Well, don't be disrespectful, rude, or a diva. You are not a diva. I know you have a crown sash on, but 
girl, you are not a diva. If I'm the first person in your entire life to tell you that you're not a diva, don't be a diva. No one likes divas. Okay. Your household might like divas, but the world does not stand for divas. And to be honest, I say this to a lot of people too. I remind myself of this too. When I need a humble moment, you're not as cool as you think you are. People aren't obsessed with you. You don't have the influence you think you do. And people aren't talking about you as much as you think they are. Like my mom would tell me that growing up a little, and it was a humbling moment in a good way. And not in like a, Oh, I'm chastising you, Allie, because you think this about yourself. No, but it's just, it's a good reminder. Like the world keeps spinning. People have lives. The world does not revolve around you. So when you walk in, be gracious, be humble, be thankful for being there and use that opportunity to really point people towards what you want, like your platform, your mission, your pageant, why you are doing what you're doing, the unique opportunity to tell them about you and your talents and your gifts or whatever your message is. That is a blessing. And you have the opportunity to represent what pageants are. As we know, as pageant women, so many people think pageants are just a beauty contest. And some of them are, if you're listening to this and you compete in those, great. But most of beauty pageants of what that actually means is bettering yourself, bettering your mind, bettering your fitness and pushing yourself to be confident in different situations, whether that's stage or in appearances and having an impact on your community. Most people don't understand that because they just see the shiny object, the beautiful woman, you know, the social media posts. And when they get an opportunity to actually speak with you in person, it is an opportunity. It's just that an opportunity and don't miss those moments by rubbing somebody else the wrong way, by being mean, just because you've had a bad day, you didn't show up, you weren't organized. That's a missed opportunity to further bringing somebody into the fold, recruiting a new woman to the pageant organization and really representing the brand of all pageant women globally and in America really, really well. So when you carry that mantle, it's, it's empowering to think about it in that sense, because you're not only doing it for you in that moment to check off a box, do that event but you're doing it for all the other pageant women, for the brand, for the organization and for you, but you're doing it because you're having an impact on others and it gets the eyes off of you onto something else. And that is really centering in a way. So six points, we flew through them. I hope that was really beneficial. Sorry if you guys thought that was a little punch in the face moment, but we got it. We arrived, we did it. We did it together. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to comment your favorite part of this below. If there was a quote you liked, if there's more topics you want me to go into on a future podcast, I'd be happy to. Um, If you're not watching on YouTube, you're listening on our podcast, make sure to DM us or comment on our most recent post. Um, Any feedback you have, any topics you want us to talk about, we do this podcast for you guys as an educational tool. And we love talking about different things regarding pageants. So again, I'm Coach Allie. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of public appearance etiquette 101 i hope you learned something guys have a great rest of your day bye hey guys it's coach ally thank you so much for listening to the powerhouse podcast Megan and I absolutely love our listener base and we couldn't do what we do without you guys. If you stayed all the way to this part of the podcast, there's a couple things that I want to make sure that you know. We are constantly updating our resources to be the latest, greatest trainings and stay really up to date with trends. So 
If you want to figure out how to save $700 overall on pageant coaching, we have a service called the Powerhouse Club, among some other things. And to be honest, it is the best coaching in the world. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but we have the best community with amazing women from every single state in the United States in our community. And we just love pouring into you guys. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall, like I said, be a part of the best coaching service in the world. Click the link below. We would love to assist you. See you next week, guys.